the Ensley What If Insurance Podcast, where we have in-depth discussions with everyone from apprentices and university leavers to board members and CEOs and ask them what if to help demystify the insurance industry, making it easy to understand how and why you might want to pursue a career in insurance. What's an insult you're proud of? It's not actually bossiness, it's just having that kind of resilience to go after what you want a little bit. So far, has there been anything in your life that's had a huge impact on you? But now third year's creeping upon me. What, what am I going to do? What made you want to apply for the Ensley internship? Well, they've all got work experience and what do I have? I went through probably between 30 and 40 internship applications. <sighs> This internship has given me you know, some idea to what I want to do. What have you learned about the insurance industry? You can insure volcanoes, you can insure ships, you can insure cargo. I really did think it was an exploitative industry. There's no such thing as a stupid question. No one's going to laugh at you. Don't be too worried about coming across as perfect. I actually think that I will consider the insurance industry. I would say the world of work is much more enjoyable and exciting than what I thought it would be. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you're selling your soul. <laughs> What's some advice that you would give for anyone thinking about going through that process? Um... Hi everyone, um, thanks for joining. Today we're going to be talking to Rainbow and Rebecca who are both doing internships at Ensley this summer. They're both university students and um, we're going to be talking a little bit more about their experience of insurance so far, some issues that students face, especially entering into the new job market and other advice for young people looking to learn about the industry or get their first job or an internship as well so thank you for joining us Rebecca and Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> it is exciting thank you so I think um we'll do obviously I know you both working with you both for the past month or so want to get to know you a little better for people that 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 don't know you so first of all um how what's a what's an insult you're proud of that's a great question <laughs> um I think when I was younger um, a lot of my friends would sometimes say you're a bit bossy sometimes and when I was younger I was like oh no I would never want to come across as bossy but these days I think I've learned that no it's not actually bossiness it's just having that kind of resilience to go after what you want a little bit and obviously I've learned as I've grown up you know you've, you've got to consider everyone's um, responses in the room but actually now it's something I'm sort of proud of that I'm not afraid to I won't back down if I really believe in something. If I realise I'm in the wrong, then absolutely, of course, pull me up on that. But I think as I've experienced more of the world, I've realised, especially for women, it's important to stand your ground sometimes. Yeah. Bossy is only ever really used for women, yeah, not very much yeah, for men. So yeah. I think if you, you know, the flip side of that is yeah. confidence and knowing what you want. So absolutely is an mm. insult you should, should definitely be proud of, no, I think. Yeah. Um, for me, well... This is a bit weird, but um, my close friend and my parents always say that I talk too much. <laughs> but personally, I think that you talk a lot when you're in a good mood, you know, when you're excited about something. So I like to think that because I have people to share, you know, things with and, you know, I'm happy around them. That's why, you know, I talk so much about, you know, what's going on in my life, what's happening. So, yeah, it, I'm actually quite proud of that. Absolutely. And that's how you sort through things. It's definitely useful in the world of work to be inquisitive and talking a lot so yeah. I think yeah. yeah another insight you should definitely be proud of neither of them sound bad <laughs> to me you. they're good they're good things completely um and what so far has there been anything in your life that's had a huge impact on you either education or otherwise that's that's been a big sort of learning 
Um, for me, I don't think it's been a sort of groundbreaking learning for me, more just a subtle influence in my life. Um, my family, I mean, obviously sound very British, but I actually have South African family and I lived there for about four or five years when I was very young. Um, but I think just even having that connection to somewhere way outside of where I live now and where I've grown up and where I've been educated, it's just kind of always given me that little wider perspective. And I know there are, there are people who I've gone to school with who have way more interesting backgrounds than I do, but even just having that slightly global perspective I found has really, really helped me and just influenced my thinking so subtly when I look back now. And I mean, it hasn't been some sort of dramatic moment, but just that sort of subtle influence, I realised that actually it's been valuable and helped to me in ways which I haven't really realised at the time. All the people around you that shape who you are, yeah, exactly. especially if they're not from directly in the vicinity or where you, you know, the city you're in or anything like that, then it's super yeah. important to have those people around. Mm. What about you, Rainbow? Yeah, um, I would say studying abroad when I was, so I went, you know, I'm in Singapore when I was 10 years old, so I think my parents were the ones giving me the confidence say, you know, you can go out, you can make your own decisions, you can do things. And I think one of my proudest moments was when I successfully applied for a visa for myself because I was rejected the first time because I didn't include something. And, you know, when I got it back, I was like, oh my God, I can apply for visas now. I got a successful visa application. And I think it's things like that that build up my confidence, you know, to say that, you know, I mean, it's it's just visas, but, you know, I feel like I could get anything done, you know, if I can get this done and then, you know, I can go out. I can, you know, for example, apply for um, my sixth form at, um, in the UK. So because my parents they don't speak English and that's why I chose my own school. I came here and I think that really gave me the confidence that, you know, you can do anything in the world. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, I know that visa, the visa application process in any, is not easy wherever yeah. you want to go in the world. It's something that people get full professionals to do for them. So, yeah, yeah you I, doing that yeah. yourself is is definitely something to be proud of. I, mean, I like to think that's my alternative career. Yeah. You know, if anything <laughs> don't work out, I'll, I'll just do apply visas. visa for people. Yeah, or yeah. apply to sixth forms for people yeah. as well. <laughs> that may, That's great. Um, you've mentioned a little bit about your background and upbringing. Um, would you like to expand a little bit on that? Just let us know kind of where you're from and, and where you went to school. I know you've been all around the world pretty much and how you went and where you are now. Yeah, so I grew up in China. I was there for my primary school and then just one day my dad decided that you should go somewhere else, you know, just see the world. And then he was like, do you want to go to Singapore? And I was like, yes. But I actually didn't know what Singapore was. Like, I have no idea of it as a country or anything, but I just said yes. And next thing I know, I'm like shipped off <laughs> to Singapore. And, you know, I was there doing my secondary school, met loads of people. You know, it was, you know, they had an interesting culture over there because it's such a, you know, diversity, such a great mix. And then there was one day he just asked, do you want to go to the UK? And I was like, oh, I do know this country, actually. I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine, too. And then I just chose my own school, came to the UK. And uh, now I'm um, study at Bath. I've just finished my second year doing psychology. That's amazing. And you were as you were boarding, weren't you, when you were at, at, yeah. in the UK, yeah, at was, sixth form? Yeah, and that's when COVID happened as well. Wow. So yeah, trapped and boarding. Well, actually, I was trapped with my host family. If okay. you ever listen to this, I'm very grateful. <laughs> <laughs> for, you know, I was trapped there for, you know, not trapped, we locked <laughs> for six months. And yeah, we, we finished watching a like 160 episode um, series over there. So yeah. That's a good way a, to spend your time. It was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what about you, Rebecca? What's your kind of, uh, where are you from? So, um, 
I, yeah, uh, my family is South African and I spent a couple of years there um, when I was young. Um, but we moved back over to the UK and I've grown up in Gloucestershire, went to school there. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I just finished my second year at Durham, which I'm loving. And now I suppose I'm now in the, in the career ex exploring zone. It's, it's, I think a lot of people in their second year you know, they turn around and they realise, okay, I had so much fun in first year, but now third year is creeping upon me. What, what am I going to do? What are my plans going to be? Um, I'm lucky that I have older siblings who've mm. kind of tread the path before me a little bit. So, um, I mean, I can imagine for the eldest or for only, only children, it can be a bit daunting. You know, you've got to be the pioneer and you've got to be the first one out the gate. So I've definitely learned a lot from them, but um, I think today, especially with um, you know the challenges we've had with COVID, um, cost of living crisis for students, it's a bit of a crazy landscape out there, um, and everyone's juggling it in a different way. A hundred percent. I think it's. I, I can't imagine how difficult it would be. It used to be kind of if you didn't really know what you wanted to do, but you had the grades, you went to university, mm -hmm. whereas now it's a much more calculated choice because there are so many other options and it might not be the best choice. Yeah. But what, why was it that you decided to go to university? Was it a decision you had to think through? Well, I'm not sure it really was a conscious decision. It was always just the given, you know. Um, I think that the idea of getting a degree and that was the way that you differentiated yourself and hopefully it would be at a Russell Group uni and you'd get a 2-1 or a first if, you, if you're if a really good student. That that was seen to be the golden ticket and then, you know, you'd you'd absolutely leap into the workplace um, with loads of offers. I think that's definitely been a myth that's been dispelled now that I'm at uni. I think... Um, if I had my time again, I probably would still go to university more for the way that it's taught me social skills. It's given me a foundation for life in terms of meeting people, um, which I think is so, so valuable and so important wherever you end up career-wise. But actually, the, um, the, the skills you learn in terms of how they help your career Aren't, aren't what you think. They're not, they're not really your degree, unless you want to do something really vocational like medicine or, or engineering where you really do need that specialised knowledge. Um, I think university is now becoming... It, 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 ha it has to be a conscious choice because mm. it's got a severe amount of debt attached mm. to it, so you've got to weigh that up these days. Um, so if I had my time again, I would still go for, for the way that, that it's added value to me as a person, but I think... I understand why more people are going towards apprenticeships yeah. and going straight from school into the workplace, work experience, and I think that has a lot of value as well. Um, but yeah, as I said, for me, I've enjoyed the the people that I've come into contact to, the experiences that I've had. Yeah beyond my degree, I think is what I value the most. There, there'll definitely be things that you didn't realise you honed through that degree, like you being mm. completely in control on your own of deadlines and managing priorities, yeah. something that you'll have to do for the rest of your working mm -hmm. life. Um, and you don't really realise, but that's what you're doing mm. at, at yeah. university yeah. level. Um, what about you, Rainbow? What, did you have to make a decision about university? Um, actually, I... I was um, I finished my sixth form and I was I really enjoyed psychology because I had a great psychology teacher, and I actually wanted to become a researcher. So you know, just 
even beyond uni, I want to go, you know, get a PhD and go into research. And that's why I decided, you know, I'm going to take it up, go to uni and study psychology. But obviously now that has changed. You know, even after my first year, I was like, well, if I'm a researcher, I have to, I have to read that much papers. And I don't think that's what I wanted to be doing. You know, I enjoy reading papers time to time, but as a job I just don't think it would be the thing for me so I started to you know explore different things like taking a marketing module and also you know apply for this internship yeah I mean you've led me nicely on to the next question which is <laughs> the internship so for um, Rebecca's working as our marketing intern and Rainbow is our research and insight intern as well so starting with you Rainbow what made you want to um, apply for the Ensley internship specifically um so I think because I was at a time where, you know, people are starting to get placement offers and I didn't apply for a placement and I was, you know, starting to panic, you know, like Rebecca said, it was the second year panic where you're thinking, well, they've all got work experience and what do I have? So I mm. thought, you know, I need to do something about it. So I went, went to just search for, you know, internship jobs and I applied for you, got rejected by a few. And I saw this um, post on LinkedIn, it was the Ensley's Research Insight. And I thought, that's like the perfect job for me, you know, because it says, you know, well, people with uh, psychology psychology and marketing knowledge, which is exactly what I did. And I thought the job was really interesting. You know, in the job description, you said it was communication across different departments, which I enjoyed a lot when I was, you know, doing society work. So I thought this would be something I'd like to do. But I didn't actually have any knowledge of the insurance industry. But I thought, you know, I like the role so I thought mm. I'd just you know go for it so it's more about like the actual job role you know, yeah. the industry I'm not sure about but the job sounds great yeah um what, what about you Rebecca why did you decide to apply well, I interesting you say it, it's about the job role because I went through probably between 30 and 40 internship applications wow. <laughs> ranging from marketing PR communications even consulting across a, a wide range of companies as well because if I'm totally honest, I had no idea what I want to do. I still don't. I mean, I'm getting an amazing insight into marketing at the moment through this internship. But I think for me, I just felt overwhelmed by the fact that I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I just wanted to get any experience that I could and then just start from there. I think it's just important to have a starting point rather than just feel, feel like you're treading water and you have no direction to go. So... Yeah, I went through the process of applying to so many different internships. Um, definitely built a bit of resilience. I mean, out of the 30 to 40 I applied to, I think I only got to interview stage for like three of them. Wow. So it's pretty pretty brutal out there. But you learn to have faith in yourself and you're like, no, someone's going to see the value I can add at some point. Um, and yeah, I mean, for me, um, working in the marketing teams made me realise that actually the industry of insurance, again, wasn't something I had actively looked for um, but it's definitely opened my eyes up to the opportunities in the sense that you know marketing happens in every industry really in insurance in um, you know um, big high street stores that you see selling clothes online sport, sports sports um, teams everyone has marketing and so if you have an interest in a sector you'll find that there are so many jobs that happen yeah. within that and I think that's something that a lot of students don't, I mean, for me personally, I had no idea really what jobs exist and beyond the stereotypes of lawyer, doctor, yeah. fireman, <laughs> astronaut, you know, yeah, yeah. that you learn when, when you're 10 and you have to make a little 
presentation. Oh, this is what mm. I want to be when I'm older. You know, the landscapes change so much. And um, I think, yeah, it's important to just get out there. And then you realize, wow, there's a huge amount. And yeah. Do. And also, like some people have said before, on this you don't know the jobs that haven't even been created yet mm. like you, you can't it's going to change in the yeah. next five to ten years so it's not the end of the world if you don't fit into one of those brackets of lawyer mm -hmm. doctor you know vet whatever they might be that yeah. because there's something else there you, you mentioned around applying to 30 i can't believe that 30 <laughs> or so internships there'll be a lot of other people in that same position panicking or thinking i need to get my work experience under my belt what's some advice that you would give for anyone thinking about going through that process, some tips and tricks you've learned about applying for an internship? Um, I think it is, I mean, something that I have learned is that volume is important. You're not going <laughs> to apply to three and magically get into all of them unless, unless you're Einstein. So I think just accepting, like, look, this is a very competitive process. So many people want these spots and a lot of the time, these online tests you're doing, um, these cover letters you're writing, you know, it's it's so hard to differentiate yourself, but that doesn't mean that you don't have value. So when you get those rejections, um, uh, just don't take it personally and just keep on going. And even if after the process you haven't actually secured anywhere, don't give up. Try and try and try and do a work shadowing somewhere. I think if I hadn't got this internship, I was planning on. Um, just knocking on a couple of doors of companies um, near where I live and just and just asking them, can I just shadow you for a week? Is that okay? Um, and so having that kind of just drive to let's get something. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, equally, on, on the other side of that, I think that um, it doesn't. You don't always have to get some shiny internship. You can just go out and work at a hospitality event. That shows mm -hmm. that shows quite um, a good level of you know you you don't mind the nitty-gritty and I think just on your CV as a young person you just want to show a good attitude rather than a shiny polished CV really yeah I would say on that as well like once you're in if you're doing a good job on the bar for example mm. they might say well we know the person that does the marketing should yeah. we introduce you it's it doing something is better than doing nothing yeah. isn't it yeah, and definitely. it's kind of it helps what about yeah. from your perspective rainbow about applying it's actually quite similar to what rebecca said because well it, if it's the first time you're applying for a job obviously you would take the rejection quite hard because mm -hmm. you know different from not passing exams you would think oh, i didn't study enough or you know it's just not good grades but you would take it personally and think maybe I'm not good enough or you know I'm just not as good as the other people applying for the job and I think what's especially hard about internships is that there's not that many available yeah. because it's not like placement where you get you know lots of company advertising on university website it's it's really hard to find for, uh, like for me when I was trying to look for internships in you know particular sector like marketing and research there's you know n n few to none and within that few to none, there's you know a huge competition. Mm -hmm. So I was, yeah, I would say not to beat you up if you beat yourself up if you didn't get into anything, and take any other opportunity available, even like volunteering or I would say you know any position in the society is particularly helpful because it helps you to de yeah. develop your soft skills. 
you know, you might not have the hard skill needed to, you know, become a data scientist, but you definitely can practice your interpersonal skills. Well, that was, I mean, I, I interviewed you, Rainbow, and that was a massive part <laughs> of it, was that you yeah. had, you, you're problem solving because you're working, you know, trying to organise events within within a society at university. And I, I absolutely think that that's, getting involved in anything that you think you're good at yeah. is, is huge and, and developing those skills is a massive yeah, part definitely. of it. you will enjoy you'll enjoy it in the process as well and there will be good examples for your style method when you're yeah, <laughs> attending that's it. Yeah. I also think though it can be daunting because I mean when you're in school it's such a safe environment and you know exactly what the next step is you choose your GCSEs you do them you choose your A-levels then you go to uni then you go get a grad job and it just seems like this little ladder but actually there's so much more out there and the more I experience of the workplace I realise that a lot of people have very very left field ways that they've entered into an industry. And if, if you wanna go travel, go do that. If you want to go do a course in some really niche field, go do that because that's all gonna mm. add to who you are as a person. And at the end of the day, I mean, from what I can tell, that's what employers value yeah. more than, than your grade or, or whatever it says on your diploma at the end yeah. of a degree. And I think having that, having that, well, kind of managing that fear of okay now I actually have to decide for myself what I want to do but having that kind of courage to be like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna go away from the the expected path and I'm gonna I'm gonna do what feels right for yeah. me is is important as well um I think yeah, yeah I think that there's a there's part of me that feels now that actually if you were en route for a first but you could not be dedicating all your time towards getting that first and got a two one, but but then was were exploring other things you were interested mm -hmm. interested in that could potentially be more valuable because you are then you know yeah. littering your CV with all these different experiences that you would have had and things you would have got involved in. So it's interesting to know that actually mm -hmm. uh, employers are looking for more and not just only grades or even grades at all, mm -hmm. but yeah. but really the the extra things and to see your interests and personality yeah. as well, which is big. Um, do you, I mean, do you know what you want to do in general, where, where you kind of want to go post-university? Um, not really. <laughs> I, I would love to travel and just see more than the little corner of the world that I've been in for the last 15 to 20 odd years. Um, but beyond that, um, I know I would love to sort of be in a very vibrant city like London and um, and in a company which has just really great values and culture. I think for me that actually transcends a lot of a lot of the importance of the industry. I think that will sort of feed your soul a bit more in the job that you're doing um, if you're in a company which has a culture that al aligns with your values. Um, but I'm very much at the stage where I'm just open to everything. I'm trying to be like a sponge and just yeah. absorb as much as I can. And hopefully I'll have a bit of a eureka moment. Um, I'm really enjoying the marketing side of things and I can see myself um, sort of starting off in that world. And then you, I think, I think it's important to not put expectations on yourself and think, right, I'm gonna go into a marketing job and then that's all I'll ever be. Mm. You don't know what's gonna happen to you, where life will take you and I think that's fine. Um, but yeah, sort of for me currently, I think I'm just trying to learn as much as I can and then and then I'll make the next decision yeah. as it comes. You can watch this back in 10 years time and see see <laughs> yeah, what happened. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. We'll yeah. watch it together. Yeah. <laughs> and what about you, Rainbow? Do you know what you want to um, be doing? 
Oh, my sort of um, plans for the future has like changed multiple times over the past 20 years. <laughs> you know, I wanted to be a scientist when I was like really young, wanted to live forever. Like mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure a lot of people would have had this and then change researcher and then want to do something in marketing. I actually applied for marketing internship at Ensley yeah. as well. Yeah, but I got rejected. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but and now that actually, I think this internship has given me you know some idea to what I want to do because I always liked research. That's why you know I got into psychology. I've always enjoyed the research and data side of things. But um, this internship showed me how it applies to real life. You know the practical implications. It's not just you know what you write at the end of your paper that you know this will have some theoretical implication. And I think I quite enjoy this side of things. So mm -hmm. I. I, you know, for the moment being, I, I would like to pursue something along the way. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the, instead of just number crunching, it's the so what bit of it that's interesting yeah. For, yeah. For, for us as well. Getting so. insights and, you know, so, what, so what's the solution yeah. for this? So what can we do about this? Yeah, I think, I don't know if you guys have come across this, um, I think it's a Japanese concept called Ikigai. And it's like, it's like a Venn diagram where you see the crossover between your passion, um, what you can be paid for, what the world needs, I can't quite remember the fourth one. But anyway, it's it's a great way of sort of trying to work out what career would really, um, you know, fill your tank and really fulfill you as a person. And I think that's not something which just comes to you when you're young. You've got to work it out and that might take years. But I think that's, well, hopefully going to be my approach to trying to work mm. out what I want to do. You know, what am I really passionate about? And I think that's something which this internship has made me realise that these industries, they might sound all old and traditional and insurance and Lloyds of London with so much history behind it and it's been male dominated and it's this, this, this. But actually when you when you when you drill down into it, there's so much going on and it facilitates so much that actually something you're passionate about, like I, I love my sport, I play a lot of sport and it's a big part of my life. You you can you can use that in your job. And it's sort of about finding well, where where are the things that I'm passionate about, and how can I how can I build that into my career? how does it intercept yeah. with the rest of things? Yeah, I I I've learned that as well from doing this process, and so I think someone said that the most interesting people in the world still don't know what they want to do when they're yeah. sixty. Like it's mm. something that's constantly evolving and should be always evolving. So I think it's good for you to. Mm make peace with that early on of like this isn't the the be all and end all yeah. I think is a, is a big thing but you mentioned around being at this internship and obviously you both seem to choose the roles um what has surprised you about what have you learned about the insurance industry and what surprised you I'll go to you first, Rainbow. Yeah, um, I think I would say that before this internship, obviously, I you know everyone knows what insurance is, and you know it's necessary because you you need it for your car, your pets, and stuff like that. But I never sort of realised the importance in more like um, global, social, and economical context that you actually need it for things to function in a way that you need it to for the security of businesses so that they actually provide services to you and not being you know just scared that they're going to go bankrupt the next day and I think me and I believe a lot of people don't realize that how important insurance is we just think you know you just need to get this when you're traveling you just need it for your car and you know you just pay money for it and you don't think it's for any good but I believe you know if you have listened to our podcast you'll, you'll find that you know you can insure 
volcanoes, you can show ships, you can show cargo, which you know I've never thought about in my entire life. Well, first thing is that you don't think about insurance, mm-hmm. and you don't think about it being interesting. You know what has insurance got to do with volcano or you know space mm-hmm. or like yeah, just yeah. just everything basically. And I think that is it is quite mind blowing the first time I heard about this. And I remember when I was talking to Joe, you know, she was really passionate about the industry and I was talking to her and you know the way she talked just made me realize wow this is a huge thing that I'm doing and I think that's also why the roles within insurance is so diversified that's why we need people from everywhere to you know to just um, do this mission of insuring everything mm. and I think it also allows you to make progress because you know if you want innovation innovation comes with huge risks mm. and that's when insurance comes in say that you know we'll insure you and you just go ahead and do what you need to do so I think yeah just the importance of it yeah I f- mm. yeah what about you is anything surprised well I mean definitely along the lines of that insurance for me beforehand I mean I'll hold my hands up and admit I really did think it was a exploitative industry <laughs> where you know they're just trying to make money rip you off it's that grudge purchase you you're about to buy your plane tickets on holiday and you're like oh insurance on top of that and it's just that extra money that you don't want to pay but I think what I've realized is I mean yes there's that part of it but actually from the projects which you can be involved in on a broad global scale it's it's actually incredible the amount of good that it facilitates for um, like Rainbow was saying I mean um, in terms of the climate in terms of the environment protecting that which is becoming so so important and protecting people who are in sort of dangerous um, war-torn areas of the globe and making sure that they get their aid, their food, just being almost a part of that industry, it's, it's, it's a lot more inspiring than I, than I thought. Um, in terms of marketing specifically, I also think, I mean, I, I do an English literature degree, but I sort of picked up a couple marketing modules. But I think I still had this um, myth in my mind that marketing was just those shiny adverts you see on the TV. Yeah. And it's, yeah, how, how can you create a cool TikTok campaign and stuff? And it is that, <laughs> and that's an exciting digital side of it. But actually, it's a lot more about, you know, how do we, how do we build this brand and there's thought leadership that goes into it. And there's so much more behind the scenes of sort of pulling together different parts of the business as well and it's, it can be very cross-functional which I think is something you don't really think about you might think okay it, it exists in its little bubble mm. but actually um, yeah there's there's so many different departments you can come into contact with and and it it really just teaches you more generally a couple street smarts and yeah and yeah you learn you learn the office lingo um, especially in this internship yeah you learn you learn how to deal with people and working in a team is, is always a lot of fun and teaches you a lot about others and yourself. Absolutely. I think that both of you, because, because research and insight is quite closely linked with marketing as well, I think that both of the those internships, like you mentioned, are pretty much, you're almost like a service internally for, for all the all the yeah. sectors that we yeah. work in for, um, and everyone, all the other teams. Mm. So is there is there something that you've learned about from office life from from working from the internship rather than the industry I think the biggest thing for me is learning how important it is to be detail oriented Um, especially with the marketing team you know you've got to have an eye for detail and I think it's um, 
it kind of feeds into your attitude to to your work. If if you're invested in it and you believe in it, you want it to be a, a great end product when you hand something in. And even if you're asked to do a small task, you know, making sure that you've done it to the best of your ability um, is something which I think when you're when you're at school you can overlook a bit because. At school at uni it's all very theoretical but actually seeing your input go into something practical which is going to have an impact on a business it's quite cool it's pretty crazy <laughs> but it's quite cool and so you want to make sure that you've you've had that like mindset of have I got these details right where where can I scrutinize this to make sure it's, it's the best it can be and that's definitely something which has challenged me but in a, in a good way yeah that's good um, and what about you Rainbow what have you kind of learned yeah, um I would say that taking initiative because I mean things that I I think I grew more interested in the role as I you know went on and I I just realized you know I'm like asking to be involved in this project and that project which I really enjoyed doing and I think that's something you know everyone should do especially when you just start your career you need to take initiative to be involved in different things and you know just not just do the things that's being assigned to you because you know everyone's it, everyone's busy in an office. It's not like when you're in u- university, you know, you get assigned to do this paper, that paper, and you know, everyone's busy. The, you know, your manager might just say, "Well, I'll do this," and you know, she might not say too much. Not you, Eleanor. You, you give a really <laughs> no, good. I don't mind brief. if it's about me. <laughs> um, yeah, but so so you need to find you know the people, and that's what I asked in my interview as well. You know, what might be a challenge, and that's what you said to me. You know, you might need to find the right people to ask because you're not always briefed. You know, because for you know when you're in uni. You, for your papers, you always get told, you know, you're supposed to do introduction, method, results, mm-hmm. and appendix, that kind of thing. It's very detailed. But in office, people are busy with their own things. And, you know, you can't expect people to still spoon feed you with information for you to do the job. So mm-hmm. I think it really is taking the initiative to find out for yourself and also to just get involved yeah. in as many things as you can, especially, you know, summer internship is really short. Yeah. You know, it flies by and you just want to be learning as much as you can. Yeah, I think that's a big thing because when people have been in the industry for a long time, they forget that what you don't know. They don't. Yeah. They forget yeah. what's common knowledge and what isn't common knowledge. And I think that a huge thing is taking that into your own hands and that there's no such thing as a stupid question. No one's mm-hmm. going to laugh at you. But it's getting used to being no one's going to help they're not there to support you almost so you have to ask for it Mm -hmm. which is quite a difficult thing to do at the beginning and um you can get yourself tied into knots by mm. not knowing whether to ask or not or, or yeah. where to go. But You're just thinking maybe, is it something I should know? But I don't yeah. you just think about those for like hours and you'd be like, maybe I'll ask that, maybe I won't. Yeah. Mm. Is there any advice that you'd give to someone that uh, was about to start their internships? So they've applied to 30, they've got one, they don't, <laughs> but maybe don't fully understand yeah. what, what it is or the industry especially. What is there any advice that you would give to someone? I think the main thing I'd say is, yeah, don't be too worried about coming across as perfect or having all the answers because that's basically the point, that you don't have any of the answers. But equally, like you just said, you have to ask for help. I think often, you know, we live in a day and age where young people feel a lot of pressure on them um, and you can often kind of internalise that pressure as, okay, I need to... I need to do this so well. I need to be perfect. I need to present the most amazing project or contribution to this. But actually, it's better to admit that, you know what, I'm actually really struggling and I need to ask for help for this. And the biggest mistake 
that you can make is not asking for help because people generally nine times out of ten they're helpful and they're kind mm. and they're nice and unless you've got a horrible manager they'll help you you know they want you to do well as well so asking for help is really really important mm. and it doesn't it, it will actually make people respect you more than if you just suffered in silence um, even though it can be scary to ask for help because you don't want to look stupid but you know yeah. what? You are stupid compared to the experts. So yeah. To get to to get to the expert level, you got to be stupid first. But you you got to ask. <laughs> That's it. Especially because you know if someone's giving you a presentation and no one asks any questions. It's yeah. a horrible feeling. So yeah, it's kind yeah, of definitely. the similar thing. Yeah. You want you want to ask loads of mm. questions. It it shows that you're interested. Yeah, and often mm. asking questions can inspire someone. They suddenly have a thought, and it all mm. domino effect. And it just allows for a lot more. Yeah. A better creative atmosphere. Anyway. That's it. Any advice that you would have, Rainbow? I would say similar things, you know, have a learning mindset that, you know, it's probably not mistakes that you're making. It's just, you know, you don't know what to do and you don't know how to do something. Because I remember when I, you know, first started and I was trying to figure out something in Power BI and because I never used it before and I just had no clue. You know, it might just be a simple task, but, you know, you, you could have no clue because you haven't used it before. But I think there's nothing to worry about that. You know, it's not a mistake that you're making. You simply, it's a transition from being in university to being in a workplace. Mm. And you might think that, well, if I got in the job, I probably have everything it needs. And But I think most of the time you're learning along the way while doing your job. So I think not to worry that, you know, I'm supposed to know everything and, you know, why, how come I don't know how to do this and that mm. and I have to ask Eleanor everything. And, yeah, that that would be fine. Yeah, that's what I would say. Just yeah. don't be afraid of anything. And actually, I think people in your office are nicer than I thought. Or maybe it's just <laughs> Ensley. But, but yeah, generally they are. Yeah, generally they are nice. And, and I think what quite surprised me is as well as, you know, how they want you to grow as a person, you know, professionally and just as a person. So they'll do anything to help you. Just ask yeah. for it. There's a, I mean, from our perspective as well, like you, you've you've got the internship. We don't want you to not succeed. That's the thing. Is like everyone there wants you to do well. Yeah. You've got there. You deserve to be there, yeah. and that's the biggest thing. So it's kind of taking it to the next step. And I know from previous interns, we'll see on LinkedIn when they get a job, and everyone's talking about it in the office. So it's something that like it's a community where everyone wants you to succeed. So it's just about you know, taking the ownership to, to push that forward. Um, just thinking about the your your roles, what's been the favourite thing that you've worked on or that, that you've been part of so far? And we'll balance that with the least favourite part of, <laughs> uh, of your of your working um, time. I'll start with least favourite. It's always <laughs> better to talk about the better things afterwards. Um, least favourite probably just admin of emailing but yeah. you've, you've got to do it um, especially with hybrid working these days you know trying to get people to respond um, and and yeah especially if there are deadlines coming up and you're really trying to get something sorted uh, that can be a bit of a dampener on the day but again like I said it has to be done and generally if you've, if you've got the right etiquette which you learn quite quickly people will respond yeah. so that's probably my least favorite but my favourite is probably um, kind of just seeing how a project, how something you've, I know I mentioned earlier, but how something you've worked on then gets incorporated into something. I think because, because you know, university feels so theoretical, seeing something practically come to life um, is really quite exciting. Mm. And um, also, 
I mean, I've been working on projects where I've allowed to be, I've, I've been allowed to be sort of creative and, and writing things and kind of just starting from scratch wherever I want to take take this piece of writing I, I can I can take it there and having that kind of freedom to to make something your own um, before it gets you know taken away to be um, to be all you know spruced and pruned um, how, how it should be is, is really really fun and um, kind of liberating and I think I didn't expect that I think I expected it would be very rigid and here's your task you do this 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 make sure you check these boxes um, but it's nice to to sort of see that that freedom's still still there, yeah. and then see how your work fits into the bigger picture. Um, I think it kind of keeps you keeps you inspired as yeah. well. It's a bit chicken and egg because you want you need to trust someone to be able yeah. to give them that freedom. So it's a testament to you that that you're being allowed. <laughs> you know, because if if you know, it's very easy for someone mm. to to not be able to be given that freedom with with creative creativity especially in marketing mm -hmm. so I think that's great that you've experienced that as well yeah. what about you yeah Rebecca? I would say I actually like most of my you know most part of my job and like Rebecca said we we are given quite a lot of freedom you know to just do our own things and you know pitch different ideas and I think what I like especially is probably you know the survey bit and the data and that's a bit because that's where you get to see all the insights you know you if there's a problem you design the survey first to find out you know what it is and how you know what can we do about it and then from the insight you you can learn a lot you know well what we're doing now is students happiness index so you see you get a lot of insights from the student population you know even though I am a student it's just different to look at it from the outside and I think that's what's great about this job and it's basically getting involved in everything like all the different projects say so take your initiative and get involved in different projects and I think I just generally enjoy the part, you know, meeting people, mm -hmm. learning new things. There's always things that you can learn from just meeting different people. And, mm -hmm. you know, even if it's just sitting in meetings and listening to them, I think it's still great help. Yeah, but I think most of the time, yeah, I enjoy it. It's really helpful to know that you've been working, being able to, to write, especially as you're doing English yeah. and like having that freedom to do that with a little bit of, you know emailing people trying to organize things <laughs> and the same for you doing that analysis and being involved in the insight and hopefully you'll both have things at the end of it that you can say I worked on this mm -hmm. as part of this machine yeah. almost which is which is great um what's what's your kind of next focus as a student when you finish this internship what were you going to be going on to do next um, so I'll be entering my third and final year at university so I guess the next stage is to Try and start applying for some jobs. Um, identify, yeah, identify the sector I'm gonna try and aim to aim to get a grad job in. Um, and I mean, as I go through this internship, marketing is looking like something I would would love love to do. So that's that's great that I'm mm. starting to starting to work it out a little bit. Are you gonna go for sixty applications for yeah, the job? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I will. Um, yeah, that Excel spreadsheet would yeah. be crazy. Um, but yeah, I think just starting to think about that but also I think I am learning not to put as much pressure on myself for that process if if that doesn't work out and um, you know this time next year I've just graduated and I don't have a job lined up in September it's okay yeah and it doesn't matter and um, you can go and do something completely left field and that's that's all fine and actually that might be better I'm a big believer that things happen for a reason mm. Um, and not not that's not to say that 
you know, you can sit back, relax, and life will take <laughs> care of itself because you do have to take action. But um, I think that you'll you'll find that actually you end up on a path which is even better. Yeah. And so I think yeah, for me it's just going back to uni, um, trying to trying to get the degree in the bag, hopefully with as few strikes as possible, and um, and then yeah, apply to some to some jobs, hopefully get a response. But equally. Yeah, I'm learning that it's okay if yeah. it doesn't work out the way that I want it to. You never know where the not workings out might take you. It might yeah. take you doing down a different path. You know, you might end up doing something that later becomes a core part of your career. Exactly. So it's it's yeah, it's important to take and take me, that I'm as a positive. People along yeah. the way who might be part of a network in the future, which you didn't realise had yeah. so much potential to get you somewhere even more amazing absolutely what about you rainbow what will you be doing next i think my dissertation because i'm going to final year as well so my dissertation will be a big thing for me and i'm actually looking forward to it because i'm going to be doing like an experiment thing and then writing a report about it and i think i'm settled on you know autistic traits and decision making behavior so i thought you know that's quite an interesting bit that i never you know thought about before and i'm going to be doing some research on that and so yeah I look forward to you know it's like a project really for the whole year so I think that's going to be great and also I'm thinking you know along the career path you know looking for you know maybe part-time job that allows me to you know do some get more research experience Mm. or you know Mm. experience in marketing and thinking about where I'm gonna be when I graduate really because I think you know I've been abroad you know, for most of my life, at least half of my life. Mm. And it's time to think, you know, do I want to be in the UK? Do I want to be in Europe or something somewhere else? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the next yeah. question. I would say for me as well, just to tie it back into insurance, I actually think that I will consider the insurance mm. industry as somewhere where I will apply to. Honestly, before this internship, I would not have applied to insurance. <laughs> I, would have t- I wouldn't have touched it with a tongue <laughs> no. Like, honestly, no. I would have avoided it probably. But now I think I will actively look for jobs within it because of how dynamic I feel that it actually is and the different things that you can do with it and I think that that's something quite exciting and also will kind of challenge me to look into other industries which I'd maybe previously also disregarded or had preconceptions about Um, so I mean that would be one thing I'd say is just explode any any expectations you have about an industry Mm. until you've had some experience in it because it's likely to be very different to what you think. I agree. And sometimes the reason people don't talk about it is because it's a very well-kept secret. Yeah. And yeah, that it's exactly. the ones that they talk about loads probably not as shiny as they seem. So it's yeah. it's yeah. worth um, worth opening, you know, your mind. Especially, I mean, ins- I'm, the insurance industry has a global reach. So mm-hmm. if you're unsure of, of where you want to be, like choosing a company that has a global reach and can mm-hmm. you can move across the world, it might be a... A better option than kind of picking one city and yeah. being like that's yeah, that's agree. the only place that's, really true. that's it and um just to kind of finish us off i'd be interested to see how what your opinion how your opinion of the world of work in general not just insurance has changed since this internship i think um from what i've experienced i think maybe well this could just be ensley but <laughs> Um, it's less hierarchical than I thought it would be. And I think, I mean, there probably are companies out there which are still still very traditional and have those hierarchies. But I think there is a move towards um, kind of dismantling that hierarchy. And I think that's been really refreshing. Um, I think, 
you know, as a society, we are built in with all these hierarchies, even at school and stuff. You have all of these levels of that person's got power, that person hasn't. And it's really refreshing to see the world of work become more collaborative. Mm. I mean, from, yeah, from from the couple of weeks which we've been with you guys, um, seeing that people's voices matter and young people's um, opinions are valued is also quite exciting. Um, and there's no sense of better to be seen and not heard. But mm. actually, even though you're not the expert, you do still have some contribution to make. And I think that's something which, um, which, yeah, is is definitely changing um, as as um, we become a, a more global yeah. world as well, where people from all walks of life are um, in the same room trying to solve a problem. Yeah, and I I find that really really exciting and really refreshing mm. as well. I think it's good as well for you to be going into whatever you do next knowing that you are valuable and and you are valued because I think that it would be such a shame if you came away from this being like I'm just yeah I'm just just a low down intern I don't yeah I'm just making tea I've got no (laughs) value I think it's important for people to all feel like their voice matters Mm -hmm. um yeah so it's it's nice for you to to, nice to hear that from you (laughs) what about you Rainbow what's your kind of I would say the world of work it's much more enjoyable and exciting than what I thought it would be You know, at first I just thought, you know, it's nine to five, you just go in there and then it'll be just, you know, boring work stuff, you get assigned different tasks. And then if you do something wrong, your manager, boss, probably just tell you off. That was my stereotypical impression of, you know, working, especially in a corporate company where, you know, you thought there'll be strict rules and, you know, hierarchies. But I mean, in Ansley, that's what I can say from my experience. I think it was great that I enjoyed almost every minute of my work and that is much more fun than I thought, you know, come five o'clock I'd be like, oh, it's five already. Instead of, you know, what I thought would be like when you're attending a boring lesson, you'd be counting mm-hmm. each minute till, you know, when it's class dismissed. Yeah, that's that's what I thought about, you know, just going to industry or just a role that you have passion and or you're interested about and that would give you much more pleasure to, you know, to go into work, you know, nine o'clock in the morning. You might hate the trains, but you know, once you get there you you're like, Oh, I'm starting, I've got this new project today and you know, it's all great. And I think, yeah, that's what's important. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you're selling your soul. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, that's that's good to hear. <laughs> I'd hope it didn't. I w- I've also got to give a shout out to Ted, who is our third intern, who's not with us, but he's, that sounds a bit ominous. He just, he's <laughs> busy, but he's our business development intern. And he, um, yeah, there's, there's a range of different kinds of roles that you can be yeah. doing. I know that you guys are kind of adjacent with marketing mm-hmm. and research yeah. and insight, but um, hopefully... Yeah, hopefully you guys have uh, enjoyed the experience so far. I know we're yeah. definitely yeah. not done. We've about yeah, halfway about through. Halfway through. About yeah. halfway through, mm-hmm. which is good. Better things to come. Yeah, the exciting yeah. thing hasn't started yet. <laughs> yeah, we've got we've still got some projects to definitely yeah. finish off, haven't yeah. we? So that's good. But um, yeah, thank you so much for no, both coming and, and giving yeah. giving your opinion. I hopefully this is valuable for anyone that is thinking about what they want to do, thinking about an internship. So thank you very much. Thank you.